life's like a movie Cause mama keep falling in love My life's like a movie And I'ma keep smoking and drugs My life's like a movie Ow. She fucks with nothing but the us My life's like a movie Ow. Welcome back to the Why So Serious Podcast I'm your host Brandon we got Jeff and Rashani back, so you know what that means. We're here for another movie review. Um, and today, we are doing A Quiet Place Part 2, uh, directed by John Krasinski. This is the sequel to A Quiet Place Part 1. <laughs> uh, following the events at home, the Abbott family now face the terror of the outside world forced to venture into the unknown, they realize the creatures that hunt by sound are not the only threats lurking beyond the sand path. Uh, Jeff Rashani, what's going on? What's up? What's going on? Um, what'd you think about this film, Rashani? Shit was dope. It was hella dope. I'm already looking forward to part three. There has to be a part three. I am mad about a few things, but Brandon's going to call me racist for him, so I'm going to hold that all to myself. Jeff, what about you? Um, the Quiet Place universe is dope. I love it. Um, I think that, uh, I don't want to say his name right, John Krasinski. Krasinski. Jim. I think Jim is just awesome. And I think he is, uh, he's got a hell of a uh, talent for this. Just to get that, I think the atmosphere and everything. To put me right back in that mode of Quiet Place 1 was just dope to me. Because, you know, sometimes with sequels, it misses. It doesn't feel the same. But mm-hmm. I remember going to see this, um, and I was just like, I was on the edge of my seat. Me and my wife both went to go see it. We were just like, she was holding my hand, and I'm just like, yo, what's about to happen? And I yeah. just think it's, it's just it's a really, really, really good sequel. And I'm looking forward if they do another one. I'm not sure if they're doing another one or not. They are. They said that it'll be out in 2023. Okay. I They've like already the announced movie. a sequel, which is dope. Uh, well, no, I don't think that was a sequel. That was a spinoff. They announced that they were doing a spinoff, and then they may be doing a third part in this series. So I think the spinoff is going to deal with something else in the universe. And then mm. they're going to come back to this family for part three. But I uh, I mean, I like the movie. I had some issues with the movie, but that's being nitpicky. I don't know if it's being nitpicky, but there was a lot of... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Continuity issues in this film that were just glaring to me when I was watching it. I was like, this doesn't make sense based on the... Because what I like to do is I like to judge when they have multiple movies. Like, you know, if you have like the MCU or the DCEU or any sequel or trilogy or franchise, what I do is I judge that movie based on the rules that the world is created in. And so I was watching this movie and I was just like, Huh. That's interesting. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of different times throughout this film. Um, so I'll, I'll actually start with one of those times since, you know, we're not going to go through it scene by scene, but we might as well start in the beginning. So the end of Quiet Place 1, you see her cock the gun back, right? You see Emily Blunt cock the gun back, and you see like 10 of those aliens, the deaf angels, running towards the house. Just because they killed that one. So they all run into towards the house. And then 
This movie picks up right after they kill that deaf angel because it's still dead in the in their room. They're still down there in that room where they were, where she cocked the gun back. And then they just walk out. And I was watching that and I was like, huh, what happened to all the deaf angels rushing the house? But, you know, maybe that was just me being uh, nitpicky. Yeah, I mean... I absolutely get what you're saying. You're not wrong. But I've seen that done in sequels before, from horror movies to whatever, that, you know, they'll pick up right there and then and you'd be like, wait a minute. I thought, and then you just go with it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it ain't being nitpicky, but yeah, that is kind of glaring. It just stood out to me because if they would have said, like, you know, this is like an hour later after they killed those five or six that came in there, like they did the same shit with the, the noise and they killed them. I'd be like, oh, okay. But this was like, only one is dead. It's like, it's literally like two minutes after that scene ends, the way this movie picks up. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, huh, all right. I mean, that's what we're doing? I mean, I still love the movie, but I just wanted to start with that because that was the first thing that happened in this film. Um, Rashani, what did you think about how they gave us a flashback to right before the alien invasion? You know, I really wish that they had... Um gone back and forth between showing what, because they showed day one and then they skipped back over to day 474. And I remember that day vividly because it put it in big ass letters. Um, I wish they had gone back and shown maybe what day 150 was like, you know, just to show the collapse of civilization as this was going on. Um, maybe showing other cities even. I mean, they could do a spinoff where they show other cities and whatnot, and that would be dope in itself because I was sitting there with my wife, and I'm sitting there wondering, like, okay, this is clearly a small town. What the fuck was it like in New York? Mm -hmm. Like, for New York, it had to have been just chaos. But I love the intro. I love the way they set it all up. I love how they showed this other person that was a friend of theirs that didn't know how to do sign language and was really not looking to try to learn how to do sign language. I just liked the whole setup. I thought that it was dope. What yeah. you think about that, Jeff? That flashback? Uh, I thought it was dope. I like the flashback and I'm, I like it for different reasons. Well, like it. I just find it... Remember this thing called COVID and when it hit last year? Mm-hmm. Remember how people were acting when it was happening when it first hit? And I just saw, just seeing that, how people were just like freaking out and it was just basically self-preservation. And you maybe had that not, that 1% that was trying to help other people, but everybody else was just like, fuck that. That's how I see people sometimes. Remember when people buying all the toilet tissues and stuck in the house, didn't know what to do. And now they still stuck with toilet tissue, (laughs) like assholes. I just, you know, just thinking about that scene now in 2021, I'm just like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah, because people just suck. And I just know, you know, I know I know what I would do if that would happen. I can't speak for every single person, but the most the thing people going to do, people, yeah, they're going to think about themselves. I'm not going to say you're right or wrong, but, you know, that scene and everybody just scattering and moving, I thought it was shot really well because it put you like right, it made me feel like I was right there with them. And they did a lot of great camera work with that. You know, I was going to say the same thing. One of the um, best in- in indicators to me of a good movie, when I feel like I am... So, Universe Studios Hollywood is broke, and they're 
and it's janky and it sucks. And because they don't have but two square city blocks to put their shit on, they put it, they do a whole lot of these 4D type rides where you sit and it shows something on the screen and you're just rolling along and it jumps and all that kind of stuff. When you feel like you're immersed in a movie to that extent, that's a good movie for me. That's good directing. That's good work. And from the beginning to the end of this movie, you felt immersed in this film. Um, the decision that they made in part one to make it where, you know, everybody had to be quiet adds a foreboding tinge to this movie. And they just upped the ante of it in this movie by really basing the um, crux of the film around the, the, the daughter who is, um, who is deaf. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that, that was a brilliant move. I just, I loved every part of uh, the storyline they had with her. She's um, also a deaf actress, which is cool. Yes. Which is dope. Yeah. So I thought that was dope that they hired her. Um, yeah. I mean, I liked it. I figured that, you know, in this, in this universe, you know, you know, who's, you know, who didn't die rappers, you know, who did die the black guy. Oh well, yeah, I mean, yeah. the only black guy in the entire town. That makes sense. It's like some small ass town. You gonna be that many black people there? Stop it! It's twenty twenty one. The only <laughs> black dude died, and that's been. what I had an issue with. No. The body count was one black dude. Actually, he wasn't the only black dude. Digimon Hansu was there. He's the one who died. No, the black police officer died too. Oh, thank you for reminding me. Both black people in the town died. Thanks, Brandon. Both black people. Everyone in the town died except one, except like three people. No, the people who escaped to that other island, there was one black guy leading them all and he died. And a whole bunch of other people were getting smashed up by that fucking monster, too. That thing doesn't even eat people. It just punched them in the face. <laughs> yeah. just running through that island, destroying people. Yeah, it, was, it don't even eat. It's abusive. That's all. <laughs> and come through where my money. <laughs> and the black dude didn't listen. So, you know, um, that's what he gets. Also, I did want to point out that while I love this, uh, this, this franchise, I do. And I hope they do a lot more. And if they do a spinoff of it, it's going to be great. I think we should start really calling this what it is, which is The Last of Us, the movie. It's kind because of like those monsters are clickers. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of like The Last of Us. Yeah. It's not yeah. kind of like The Last of Us. It's exactly like The Last of Us. Clickers move by sound. They're blind. I'm pretty sure that inspired them for this film. I, yeah, me too. Well, yeah, probably. I ain't gonna try to even guess it. There, um, but yeah, I was I was watching this movie and I was thinking to myself, I bet rappers, I bet all the rappers are alive because they all got studios in their house, and they just go in the fucking studio and it's soundproof. You can't hear shit. They can talk, play music, play video games, do all the shit they want to do in there. You would think, except until you find out that most rappers rap out of their closet. <laughs> not the big rappers they got studios I don't think Dr. Dre sitting in this fucking walk-in closet putting out Dre let me in your studio <laughs> nah man <laughs> go to your closet yeah, bitch ass closet if I was in the studio man and I'd be like yeah, let me see that's that's a way to gouge people for money too but what does money mean in a world where there's monsters nothing, nothing. <laughs> nothing. so I wouldn't even have to do that um, but yeah so that I thought that was interesting I, I like how 
Um, I like how this film focused on Reagan mostly. Uh, and the film was really like, um, it was all the people in the family were kind of mirroring each other. So like whenever they got kind of trapped somewhere, one of them got trapped. They all were trapped. Like at one point Reagan was trapped on the train at the same time. Um, the little boy was trapped in the, in the, uh, what the hell is that thing that he was sleep, sleep that they kept going in? Whatever it was, oh, it was what? I, I don't know what you call that. But yeah. I know what you're talking about. I don't know I don't what know. it's called, but whatever it is, it runs out of air. And he was trapped in there, and then the mom was trapped trying to get to them. And it's like, it just mirrors everything at the same time. And I, I thought that was really, um, really dope. What did you think about, um, Jeff, what did you think about the introduction of Emmett? I mean, not Emmett. Um, um, what's this? Yeah, Emmett. The, yeah, the new uh, dude. Cillian, was Murphy? Is that yeah. her name? Yeah, eyelashes. Eyelash Murphy. I'm going to tell y'all something. And I can be honest with y'all. I have not liked this man since <laughs> Batman. Since I saw him when he was Scarecrow. I don't even know why. <laughs> I don't know him. I don't know him personally. He's probably a cool dude. I don't know him. But everything I would see him in afterwards, I'd just be like, Ew. Fuck that nigga. <laughs> From uh, Inception to... Whatever else I've seen him in. I was like, oh, but this movie, gotta say, I was impressed and I really liked the chemistry. I really enjoyed the character of him because he was like, man, y'all gotta go. Get the fuck away from me. I know y'all know y'all know me. <laughs> I know that me and your, your dad were friends. Yeah, that used to, we used to be friends. It's a different world now. You gotta get the fuck out. <laughs> Like tomorrow, you got a baby crying. You got all types of shit happening. Nah, I got it. You got a baby crying and a crippled son who won't shut the fuck up. Y'all got to get the fuck out. I don't necessarily blame him. I don't either. I don't blame no, him he it's got away from everybody, fitness. and he was like, "I'm living fabulous out here by myself. Leave me alone." Because you know, you you know that really happened. You would have people like that just way off the grid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, leave me alone. He found a nice spot. It's me. I'm going to Dr. Dre's house because I know he's going to get killed somewhere on the way back to his house. And then I ain't letting nobody in. <laughs> I feel, oh, like, man, the, I feel like the Abbott family should have went back to the farm and just clear, cleared up all the shit. If they had enough time and were quiet enough to build that entire security system, all those lights and fucking soundproof three or four rooms, then they could have went back and, re- and fixed the shit. It wasn't destroyed that bad. They had a nice little setup. They were on a farm. They had unlimited food. They could walk to a river. They had soundproof rooms where they could talk and fuck, apparently, because they had a baby. Yeah, Marcus would have fucked that all up. Or, (laughs) you know, they could have just, you know, put their shit behind the waterfall that he was screaming behind in the first movie. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you can't live behind a waterfall. Why the fuck can't you? There was a full-on cave back there. They showed it. <laughs> you want to live in a cave? Really? You want to I live mean, in pipes? Hey, caveman did it. We can go back a couple of years. <laughs> a couple of centuries. <laughs> they, live they, off the land. Also, I'm curious to how electricity is running in a world where, where monsters are roaming the earth. Like, who's running the grid? But you know, this is why I have a. This is why I'm not the best person for this because I start thinking too much. I started thinking when they found Emmett, and I was like, "How did he hang all those fucking bottles without making a bunch of noise?" 
so that when somebody trips over it, the bottles fall down. I mean, when you fight Batman, you learn some tricks. <laughs> what are you showing me? What is? Oh, that? I didn't expect you to talk about that. I'm sorry. This is ASMR, insane gun sounds. I don't know. It's what the ASMR is. version of perp- people cocking back their guns and shit. I don't know what ASMR is. What the hell is that? It's the sound thing. You know, people crumpling papers and chewing and shit like that. It's like a whole YouTube genre. Oh, okay. I know. All right. All right. Oh, yeah. That sounds like some shit. How they make noises and stuff? <laughs> it's, it's popular. Like, it's it's big. So, we we find out a little bit more about these what the, the Dark Angels. They came here on a meteor. The meteor crashed in Mexico. Um... <laughs> And they start roaming the earth. And this was this is the one. Okay. This is I'll get to it right now so we can get to the rest of, of a good uh review of this movie. This is the thing that bothered me more than anything about this movie. In the first movie, Lee, John Krasinski, had up all these newspaper clippings from these aliens fucking up the entire world. And then he was on the radio, right? And he was trying to reach signals across the world. And he was marking off, like, Japan, no. Like, you know, Italy, no. Like, he was marking them off. Like, no, there's nothing coming in from there. Like, apparently these dark angels are fucking up the whole world. So then we get to this movie, and we find out that the meteor crashed in Mexico, which is North America. And then we find out that the dark angels can't swim. Now, they can't swim... And they can't fly. So how the fuck did they get to Japan and Europe and the rest of the world? That's a question. That drove me insane. I still love this movie. It's still a great movie. But that shit drove me insane. I'm watching this. I'm like, hold up. These these motherfuckers can't swim? How the hell did they get to the rest of the world? How is the mm-hmm. whole world destroyed? They got some boats. <laughs> they, they, they got on some boats and just drifted. <laughs> So, they actually start talking and stuff. Fuck, man, we gotta we gotta get into these boats. Shit. I watched that and I was like, yeah, this shit pissed me. That shit pissed me off. Um, but I feel like if you're on like a navy ship, like a navy, um, one of those big navy ships that's just out in the water forever and ever, they probably good. They probably chilling. But I'm not sure until how they long. ran out of food. I feel like they got food for like. But here's the thing: they have runways, right? So you can just fly off your ship, go pick up some food from like an island and fly back. Because that brings us to the big reveal in this film. And the big reveal in this film was these motherfuckers can't swim. And um, Reagan's idea is they found this radio station playing the signal. And she's like, oh, if I can get to wherever this radio station is, I can broadcast this sound and we can kill all these people. We can kill all these monsters. We can get rid of all of them. And so her and Emmett are on like this mission to get to this Wait island. Good. Emmett is damn near taken by force. He is not- <laughs> yeah, Emmett is not down for this. Uh, they're like, please go save my baby. And he's like, fuck you, fuck your baby, fuck that other baby. I ain't going nowhere. Please. You know, Nigga, uh, do you see the drawing of my son? Yeah. I don't leave this house. <laughs> He doesn't. 
Yeah, he was he was he was forced. They run into some like shady ass people on the dock <laughs> on their way there. That was kind of slick how they got out of that one though. He jumped in the water and they came after him and ripped up them other yeah. people. I mean, okay, so was that them like showing us how in The Walking Dead the real villains are the people type shit? Because in all honesty, those people could have hopped on those boats and been safe a long time ago. They probably didn't even think about it. All they thought about was violence, which was well, why. People are fucked up. <laughs> Disappointingly fucked up. Like, yo, y'all chose violence. Like, y'all could have been safe, and y'all chose this lifestyle. Violence. And so the big reveal is they get to this island, and these motherfuckers are just living life. They thriving like uh, what was that place in The Walking Dead where they had like the whole little whole little setup? Alexandria was was that where yeah, it was? Where they finally straggled through shit? <laughs> they were all sitting around a fire singing Cat Stevens songs, right? What the fuck is Kids happening? Running here? around playing this shit. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine if that was real and you've been living in squalor and silence for four hundred and seventy four days? And then you get on a boat and you make it to this place, and these people are just chilling. They are just thriving like a motherfucker. They got electricity. They got food. Oh, y'all got a PS Five up in here? What the fuck? I'd be so heated. I would be so heated. I thought. I thought. And this, I'll give this uh, movie credit because Rashani knows this. I do try to be positive sometimes. I thought sometimes. I thought they were going to be like, no, get the fuck away from here. But they let them in with open arms and they came in there. And yeah, but, a, black man, a black man was leading that group. So, of course, they're going to have an open arm. Black man was leading the group. And somehow, but somehow, one of the dark angels, what did he like? Hold on to the boat while I was drifting? No, he was in the boat. It wasn't, um, the dark angel was inside of the boat. When they left, like he saw him flailing all over the boat trying to get into it. And so he was just like, yo, fuck it. I live here now. And he jumped into the boat. And that's that. And he and he comes out. He gets out of that boat. <laughs> and, and that scene was so real. I got to talk about it. I don't like going through scene by scene on these reviews. But this scene was so real. Emmett hears the fucking dark angel. And they, I love I love when they sh- when movies shoot a shot of like someone coming up the hill like from where you can't see them until you can see them, and so he comes up the hill and he's like, everybody run like it's fucking pandemonium. This fucking dark angel gets out and he just starts destroying shit, just starts destroying shit. And apparently they don't have no guns. It looks like they don't have no guns. You're outside in a fire just. Dancing around. No, they don't have any guns. Mayflower <laughs> poles and shit. They ain't got no guns. They don't have no guns. Cause I was like, yo, just tell Reagan to do the thing, shoot him, y'all good. Nope. Them <laughs> motherfuckers was out there like Michael Row, the boat ashore. Hallelujah. <laughs> he starts he starts wrecking shit. Oh yeah, he mad. He is absolutely he everybody who's oh, near him. Y'all living good out here? No, 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 no. Stop this now. <laughs> Meanwhile, Rashani's boy, Marcus, his mama tell him, hey, I got to go get you some medicine and I got to go get the little baby some oxygen. 
I need you to chill down there, watch the baby. If anything happens, you go into the little hole and um, until a monster goes away. What does Marcus do? He does what all kids do. I'm going to go exploring. Mm-hmm. Not all kids do that. What do you mean not all kids do that? I wouldn't have done it. Black kids wouldn't have done it. Black if kids. I know that there's monsters outside, I'm not going to be like, where are you going? Don't mm-hmm. leave me here with this baby. I would have sat my ass in that, that hole where I knew without a shadow of a doubt I was safe. We can 100% safe. Black. Because I've seen Stranger Things. And they had like a black dude running around with these white kids. So <laughs> Yeah, jeez. And black kids be going out exploring shit all the fucking time. Yeah, but we know to what to explore to explore to a certain degree. We were like, all right, I've had enough. I'm gone. Y'all. He had and, enough and, too. He and, saw okay, that dead okay. baby. <laughs> okay, now nah, wait, wait, wait. Let's be honest. A black kid might have explored a little bit, but they're not gonna explore when they know they got a little sibling in the house. They ain't just gonna leave a a, a fucking a fucking newborn. Girl, yeah, because they in the house. Mom will, whoop your ass. mom will whoop your ass. I'm not leaving this baby behind. This motherfucker put the baby into the basket with the oxygen tank and bust it out. Nobody does that. He went exploring. He saw that dead, that dead little boy and fucking lost his shit and made some noise. And they were like, thank you. And then the dark angels was like, oh, there's someone in here. Let me go check this shit out. And he runs back in, and he runs in the fucking hole, but his dumbass forgot to put the towel on the lock, and that shit locks, and that beeping started happening when that oxygen was running out, and he was about to die. He starts switching oxygen with the, ba- <laughs> with the baby, mm-hmm. <laughs> taking turns, and then Emily Blunt comes in like a fucking beast, like a mom possessed, sees the fucking dark angel, sets him on fire. And that dude just kept walking out. I was like, yo, what? What? Can, so here's the other thing. So apparently nothing can hurt these things. So like the U.S. military didn't just fucking nuke these people. Because you know if this was real, right? If this was real and this happened and this happened in like an isolated town or like Mexico, wherever that shit. Like landed, Las Vegas? And they do Army of Dead. They absolutely do. <laughs> yes. They're about to nuke that shit. I'm like, all right, you know what? We If we had to kill 100,000 people. That's better than wiping out 200 million people <laughs> because these things wiped out. It had to wipe out 75% of the country, at least. Um, so they, he, she walks right through the fire. He, she somehow tricks it. She gets in there, gives him the oxygen, but that thing is trying to get through that hole and get to them. Well, she doesn't, she doesn't trick it. What she does is she uses the fire to set off the sprinklers because the sprinklers causes it gets into its eardrum, its hearing. Like all it hears is the beating of the rain, just like when they're standing behind that fucking waterfall in the first part. And then she's able to sneak past it, but it still hear her, hears her opening up the uh, container because that shit is loud as hell. And so that's when it comes after her. Mm-hmm. And so this is happening at the same time as Reagan is trying to get to this radio to broadcast his signal. Uh, and Marcus is holding on to hope listening to that shit. So, did you, Jeff, did you think... Because she told him, she told him at one point, uh, don't turn this off. Yeah. You'll know when it's happening. Jeff, did you think this was going to be a happy ending or did you think this was going to be like Saul, some fucked up where she doesn't make it? Uh, I didn't know. Uh, I think I, when I was initially watching it, I was like, I thought it was going to be a fucked up ending. I really did. I was like, oh shit, something bad about to happen. But 
you know. Well, Dajiman Hatsu, dumbass, gets into the fucking radio station, and they're like, Emmett and Breaker are like, come on, bro, let's get in here. And he's like, I got to go back. Go back for what? <laughs> like, go back for He's like, maybe, maybe the thing didn't follow us. Maybe it dropped off and went back to the neighborhood and terrorized shit. And they're like, bruh, if it did that, it's nothing you can do. <laughs> Come on. He, he walks back to that garage. That thing snatches his ass out there. He's done. He got what he deserved, trying to be a Superman. Get your ass over here. <laughs> he was done in pieces. In pieces. By the way, th- these things got the biggest teeth in the world. We haven't seen them eat nobody. Just punch people in the face. They don't even want to eat nobody. They live on violence. That's it. (laughs) Destruction and violence. So feed off your blood and tears. If you taught them how to loot something, they'd never go after humans again. (laughs) This this brings me to my last thing that I had a problem with with the movie. And I'll ask Rashani if I'm overlooking something or missing something. Why do you think I'm going to... I did. Go ahead. The... Her whole plan, Reagan's whole plan, is to broadcast this high-frequency sound through a radio station, and that will let people know that this is how you killed them, right? Mm -hmm. One, how the fuck would they know that's what kills them? Two, who's listening to the radio out loud? Like, if if I'm listening to a radio, right, imagine you're listening to the radio in a normal time. And then that shit just start broadcasting a loud ass signal. What are you gonna do? Turn it off. Oh shit! Turn it down. <laughs> yeah. She should have went on the radio. If, if that was her play, well, she. I don't know if that would have worked. She should have had Emmett go on the radio after they killed that last one and say, because they're in the soundproof radio booth, so nobody was gonna hear them. They could talk in there and go on their radio and hope people are listening and say, if anybody's listening. We're about to put a sound on the radio. These things are very sensitive to high-frequency sounds. If one comes by, blast this sound, it will freak out and then shoot them in where their armor opens up. <laughs> you wanted them to do the Terminator 3? <laughs> yes, yes. That's exactly what I wanted them to do. Because uh, I was watching, I was like, okay, she's blasting the sound. If I'm if I happen to be listening to this radio with headphones on in my wherever I'm safe at, now I'm turning the radio off. Fuck. At least I can listen to a, a song. Now I can't listen to shit. My question wasn't that. I didn't think that deep into it. My thought was, don't hearing aids need batteries? Right. So a point at one point or another, that hearing aid is going to run out of batteries. Yeah, but she had like 50 of them. No, she didn't. Yes, she did. Her dad was working on all those. She grabbed like a yeah. whole handful pile of them and took them. With yeah. Them. Okay. You, cool. That's on, right. But she's like she's man. fucking running for her life. She left. Yeah, but she had a book bag. I'm sure they were all in her book bag. Yeah, I know, but she didn't. There's nobody who's going to be there to install the next one on that radio station. She's going back towards her parent, towards her mom. That's what we figure is going to happen in part three. You think? And that sound is coming from that island. If she was smart, if she was smart, she would get on the have Emma get on the radio and tell Marcus the directions to get to that fucking island. There we go. Because I wouldn't be leaving that island. I'm sorry. I love my fucking parents. Yeah, I'm staying but here. I'm 
not leaving that island. I'm sorry. I can't do that. I live here now. I, I yeah, can't. This is my I'm home. sorry. We killed the one dark angel that's here. I'm not risking risking bringing any more back on. Like, no. You, you wanna, no, I don't want to do anything. You know how you come here? You don't get on the motorboat. You get on a paddle boat. And you quietly paddle your ass out here. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you're good. And if then we can one live of the happily kids don't happy. make it, if one of the kids don't make it, fuck them kids. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, yeah, because Emmett can't kids. walk. Well, he can't. He probably can <laughs> hobble at this point. <laughs> you yep. said it like uh, James Earl Jones and Best of the Best. Hey. Kids. Fuck hey. your kid. Fuck your kid. <laughs> if it come down to it, my kids are... F- I have come to a realization that I am not uh, Rick from The Walking Dead. (laughs) I'm Shane. Uh, I will kick your foot into another one and trip you in front of zombies so I can get away type nigga. Oh, my goodness. Fuck your kids. I'm Emmett. I'm, I'm literally certain that Emmett had kicked somebody's foot into the other. The nigga literally had cans had a can alarm at the front of his fucking compound and then a bear trap. So then you'd walk through and the, the cans would alert the dark angels that you were there. And then you step in a bear trap and die. And then he'd reset it and repeat. <laughs> I'm kicking your foot into the other one with no malice. It's nothing personal, but fuck your children. Your kid yeah, keeps you crying. Know, fuck y'all too. Died. Cause his mom, his wife died from sickness. She didn't even get killed by a dark angel. Nope. She got sick and died. But we don't know what happened to his kid. Fuck your kid. Well, he must have died of something because his body was still there. My kid, my kid is dead. Why am I going to care about your kids? Get the fuck out. I only got enough food for myself. All I got is these Oreos and SpaghettiOs. Get the fuck out of here. Right? Get the fuck out of here. Do you got a can opener? I don't have a can opener. I've been trying to open up these SpaghettiOs for like a month. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got a can opener either? Fuck your kids. I did have a funny question that I came from this movie. We've watched two movies now, two Quiet Place movies. We still don't have a name for that baby. It's just baby. Yeah, baby. I mean, because, I mean, that's a good-ass baby for what it's worth. Ain't got no colic. Ain't got no thrush. Ain't got to eat, apparently. She ain't breastfeeding. She leaves for the whole day to go to, like, the fucking uh, store to get medications. She don't leave no bottle. She don't leave no formula. She don't leave no breast milk. She just leave a baby, oxygen, and a soundproof that's container. The most, that's the most unbelievable part of this entire film is raising an infant in this world. Exactly. Right. Kill that fucking baby. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> you better start using condoms from here on out. The population will plummet because ain't nobody having no screaming ass babies. On that island, though, it's probably hella babies being made. Man, at that point oh, in time, man. all bets are off. <laughs> <laughs> you, you right about that. It's going to be a lot of biracial children if I'm the only black person on the island. You know what? Because <laughs> at that point, once you're on that island, in all honesty... You don't know if y'all not the last of civilization. Yep. At that so point, it's rebuild. like we got to start remaking civilization, like remaking people. I'm going to tell y'all, I'm going to fuck you on Tuesday. I'm going to fuck you on Thursday. I'm 40 now, so on Friday, I'm going to rest. I'm going to fuck you on Saturday and Sunday because you got ass. 
you you should just go back to the to the mainland. This ain't happening. I don't like the way you looked at me when I first got here. Now I'm black, but I'm the captain now. Fuck you and your kids. Get the fuck off this. So island. does this mean that Hawaii is chilling? Like Hawaii's oh. chilling, Japan is chilling. Hawaii's what else can I say? Top billing. There's hella islands across the country too, like Hilton Head Island in South Carolina. Like all the people that live that happen to live on the island, chilling. Mozambique. Hawaii out there, they dancing and eating pigs. Yeah, Papua New Guinea. Australia is fucking righteous. Oh yeah, you know Australia's not dead. There's no way they up dead in Australia. They get well, they probably die so it's already dangerous shit there. But you saw what the fuck they did when COVID came to Australia. They shut down the whole fucking everything. The Dark Angels probably don't want to go to Australia. They get bit yeah, by one of them snakes. In Australia, dark, they'll die. In Australia, they'll probably be, come here, let's check them out. Crikey, look at them. <laughs> <laughs> probably be like that motherfucker on um, on the Army of the Dead doing headshots on like six of them in a row. I think the third, that's the last person I was going to ask for both of you. So, Jeff, what are you, what, uh, what are you looking forward to? What are you looking for going forward in this franchise? Like, what do you want to see? What are you expecting? Uh, I think it would be cool if they took it to a big city. If they got away from the family, I, I think mm-hmm. that would be the dope thing. Like, if you go to Los Angeles or New York or somewhere where, like you said, a city is at. Because no sound in the city, shit, good luck on that. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see something like that. If they stay with the family, I guess it would be, you know, the story continuing. That battery running out, no shit. <laughs> you know, these people didn't listen or something. I don't know. Uh, I'm just down for whatever they do next. What about you, uh, Rashani? I'll follow them wherever they go, quietly, too. I remember the first time I went to the movies and saw part one, and there were three kids sitting in front of me trying to make out. And I told on them. I snitched. I'm I'm here for the quietness. I'm here for the the peace and the calmness and and the tension and the sign language. I'm not here for that fucking baby though. He better grow the fuck up. If that other kid got snatched up for playing with a fucking rocket ship, there is no way that this baby hasn't cried once where they didn't have an oxygen tank. Well, the baby don't never leave. <laughs> don't ever leave. It just stay in that fucking box. As soon as it start crying, let me put that. That's the baby's on. name. Box. Something maybe oxygen. <laughs> That baby might need to be seen by a doctor because it's not making any noise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am interested in seeing how the U.S. government responded to this because I'm sure Panic. they got the president somewhere locked up in some soundproof room and some military people, and they're trying to figure out, like, can we even mobilize our military without them coming to get us in time? Like, can I start a tank? Or well, I mean, just rip up a tank? <laughs> It depends on which president they decide to base it. (laughs) (laughs) That is also true. If I get on, because I'm pretty certain, Jeff, between you and me, that the president from the Army of the Dead was based on Trump. Of course, you could tell. You could tell how they treated the people outside of the Las Mm -hmm. Vegas. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, they could have a serious action movie if, like, if somehow Reagan lets the U.S. military know that, like, sound weapons kill these things. And then you start seeing, like, the military come out with, like, these sound guns and shit. <laughs> and they, it's, it could be, like, a whole big-ass, like, action flick for the last I think story. you could get there. I think you, uh, you could get to that point where it's just like a war. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know if they want to go in that direction. Because, I mean, eventually this, 
the way it is now is going to become not stale, but it's going to be kind of like Walking Dead. You're so numb to it. You're used to it mm-hmm. at this point. Now, I, you know, I was still in that moment with the second one. The third one, who knows? It's got to be a good story. Like I said, I think moving away from the family, taking it away from them for a little while, and maybe calling it a quiet, dead New York City. Oh, you know, something different. And then coming back to the family later may give it that room to breathe. So mm-hmm. everybody can be like, okay, I'm ready to come back to this now. New York City probably got 150 people in it. <laughs> it's no way. If they made it to New York. Also, I'd like to know how many of them are there, right? Like how many of them are. So I listened to an interview with John Krasinski talking a little bit more about this film, right? So here's some of the, the things they don't tell you in the film that apparently are in the backstory. So these aliens come from a planet that had no people, like no no people and no uh, light. And so that's why they can't see. And they, they evolved into hunting everything by sound. Uh, and then somehow their planet blew up. And over time, they developed like this skin so that a large percentage, some of them died, but a large percentage of them were able, when the planet blew up, they were on this asteroid flying through space. A meteor flying through space, uh, and different meteors. Like the planet blew up, and so some of them landed on other planets and just wiped out entire planets um, of whatever life was on those planets. The ones that we saw, their meteor landed in Mexico, and they got out and then just started running rough shot throughout North America. That's what he said in the interview of what what happened so far. So my thing is, I want to know one. Oh, also, he said there was a scene that they cut out with the dark angels talking to each other or communicating with each other to let you know that they do communicate with each other. Uh, but some, for some reason, they cut it out the movie. And so that wanted me to know, want me to know is, one, is there a leader? Like, is there like a queen that's running all these people, or running all these monsters, telling them where to go and what to do? Or are they just acting on their own? And two, like I said, I want to see what the military is going to do because I want to see how they stop this or if they can stop it. It's always a queen. <laughs> right. We have yeah. learned that recently. There's always a queen. Because John Krasinski said he was influenced by the xenomorphs. So that's why I was like, I wonder. If you, I can see that. I can definitely see that. So, yeah, that's, that made me think about that. So, all right, yeah, so we all like this movie. So, Jeff, out of a scale of one to ten, what do you give this? I give it a strong, strong, strong eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rashadi? Yeah, um, easily. I it, it, it wouldn't go any lower than an eight. Um, the only reason why I wouldn't give it a nine or higher is because of the way that it played out with that boy um, <laughs> and, and how he acted when his mom wasn't there. Like, the whole... <sighs> As an adult, things that didn't used to piss me off as a kid pissed me off as an adult, such as disobeying in a way that leads to shit getting fucked up. That pisses me off. Like, this whole thing would have been fine if you hadn't disobeyed. That pisses me off. So, so I got to give it an eight, because that kid knows what he did. You, you've and become, he wouldn't have given a fuck. You've become old man yelling at the cloud. I have become very old man yelling at the cloud. <laughs> And give no dams about it because that kid knows what he did and he needs to just stay the fuck in the room. That's all you have to do. Stay in the room. Kids going to be kids no matter what. Mm. 
They're going to be kids. That's the funny thing. Rashani always talking about kids. This is how you know Rashani got good kids. Because he'll come on these shows and talk about, I can't believe these kids will do this. And I'm always like, kids do this shit all the time. And he be, he's so shocked that I'm like, kids do this type of shit all the time, which tells me he got some good kids. Yeah, he's- also, in my defense, you're always talking about like Junior from the fucking Problem Child <laughs> franchise. Well, Junior, you know I mean, Junior yeah, has some hurt in his life. Yeah, hurt like when he tried to burn somebody up, hurt in his life. Wait a life. minute. Uh, Junior was a psychopath. That's all. We do all know that, right? Yeah, he, he, was, he was a made psychopath. He was a what? He was created. He was created by a lab. By a lab of parents who kept returning him. Those were the, that's the lab. Okay. If I, all right, Jeff, if I adopt you and return you 25 times, how the hell you think you're going to turn out? A psychopath? No, no, no. I'm not saying you're wrong. I didn't say you're wrong. Mm -hmm. I just know that you outside his mind and he was talking to somebody in jail, a pen pal. Like it was normal. I, I said he was wrong. That's not normal behavior. I know you're looking for love, kid, but you know, find a stray dog or a cat or something. Don't do that. Uh, and also, I thought it was funny that The Quiet Place 2 got released like a week before like all this UFO shit came out in real life. <laughs> Which I was like, what a coincidence. <laughs> we got these alien movies coming out, and we got aliens running around the world. Um, all right, yeah, so I get this eight as well. This is this was a really good movie. I love the use of sound in this film. Like, mm-hmm. I saw this in Adobe Cinema, which has, like, the dopest sound. And so watching this movie in Adobe Cinema, it's just amazing how they use sound. By the way, I do need to say this. Let me tell you about what happened when I went to see this movie. The fucking movie skipped, stopped, went back four times to the same spot, then just went black for 20 minutes, came back on. And then on. you got a discount, right? Or, or a, a refund? They gave us free tickets, but that shit don't matter to me. And so, it, it, Okay, that's what I want to know. Yeah, and then it came back on. And then the, this was the funniest part. The scene went quiet. And everybody thinks it's just part of the movie because a lot of times the movie shit gets quiet. And I'm sitting there like, no, bro, this don't make any sense. This sound, this movie uses sound in a way that you can tell when it goes quiet, not just quiet. So somebody hit mute and it was like quiet for like a whole minute and a half. So the part, the part where they were talking, where Emmett was talking to um, uh, Dajiman Hansu about like, what the hell's going on? I have no fucking idea what he said to get him to leave with him because it was just quiet the entire time. Wow. I thought my experience was bad. All of my experience was we just had to wait for Jim to get there. Oh, he answered questions for y'all. Yeah, well, suppose, I guess he watched he watched it with us too because this is, like I said, this is pre-before COVID had hit. So I got tickets. We waited outside forever. Then when we got in there, it was like maybe an hour. We were just sitting there. And I, I think I asked somebody when I went to the bathroom. I was like, you know why the movie ain't started? Oh, they were like, oh, we waiting for um, Jim to get here or whatever. I was like, oh. Oh, you went Lord. to one of those screeners? Yeah, I went to one of those. Okay. Somebody gave me some tickets. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was like, okay, whatever. So, yeah. So, yeah, fun movie. 
I will watch Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. So we you don't have to. That. No, I got you, fam. I got you. You don't have to watch it. Here's what happens. I'll tell you straight out. I give that movie a fucking three. Here's why. Oh, the wow. Movie, the movie is fucking two and a half hours long. It should only be an hour and 15 minutes. They could have made it out perfectly, but one person fucks up the bag for everybody. Ooh. Also. It sounds like a zombie movie. Also, the only, the, there's dopeness. The intro's dope. The, the, the zombie tiger is dope. The, um. Zombie horse. The zombie horse is dope. The fact that they have zombies who are now thinking and talking and communicating with one another is inventive. It'll be something because there's going to be a sequel because one person makes it out. Jeff, one of, you know what? Fuck it. Let's be honest. If y'all want to hear a review of Army of the Dead, go to Spotify, type in Jeff vs. the World podcast. Listen to the Army of the Dead review that Jeff does with Shaidi. I'm I'm just being real. That shit was as open and shut as it needs to be. It was it it, it answered every question. The only question that I had that didn't get answered is y'all said that um, there was a point where they talked about how the uh, Vegas you could fly out but you couldn't fly in. Mm-hmm. I, I would have just made it an absolute no fly zone. That was the only thing that didn't make sense to me about the movie. The other part that didn't make sense to me was the fact that Kate was so fucking horrible. But then, like I said to y'all on Twitter, I feel like Kate was that horrible and Dave Bautista didn't care. Kate was was Dave Bautista's daughter, Brandon. I feel like Kate was that horrible and that selfish and, 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 and Dave Bautista didn't care because Dave Bautista was supposed to be Zack Snyder. And Kate was his daughter, and he would be willing to do anything to bring his daughter back. The more I thought about that, the more I, I feel like yeah, it can't. The writing of that came from that place. Mm-hmm. It absolutely did. Like there's um, no way I'm gonna abandon my daughter, Brandon. I would tell you this: if you're trying to watch the movie to just watch it, don't. Don't. I don't was going to watch it and then listen to y'all show. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> we went too long on the show. We absolutely went to one show like three hours. It was like thirty minutes of bullshit. But like, I, yeah, you you can just listen to the show and get the gist of the movie, or you can watch. It. I just think the second act drags because of they want to get the whole father and daughter. And why did you do it? Why did you leave? Why did you kill my mom, motherfucker? What? Yeah, she was she, a zombie. She, she his daughter was just his daughter was a pain in the movie. She was just a real pain. <laughs> If, if Look, okay, so I could understand if you actually had, why'd you kill my mom? And it was like, you know what? Here's the point where asking why'd you kill my mom would have worked in a movie. He's got game. Where Denzel Washington literally shoved his mom and she fucking died. You can ask that question at that point in time. Your mom had just gotten bit and was a goddamn zombie. She was watching and saw. She was standing right there scared. I'm like, why are you? Why are you mad? <laughs> like, you're angry at him for leaving. That's what it should have been more about. Or being warned with me. And I can understand her anger if it was just based on you abandoned me even when you were there. Emotionally, you weren't there. And then physically, you weren't there. Okay, I get mm-hmm. it. But she kept going back to her mother. And I'm like, bitch, did you see your mother? What was she? What? 
You saw also, he was crying when he did it because he knew he had to kill her. Also, I know I just met this woman and don't really know jack shit about her except for the fact that she has two kids, but I'm willing to risk it all. So, yeah, I, I would tell you this much. It's, it, it, if you watch it, just be wanting to watch it. Don't go in there like I'm gonna watch it so I can don't even do it just to listen to our podcast. <laughs> just, do one, just do one or the other. Look, you'll be it, fine. The, the the Snyder cut, I will watch the Snyder cut before I'll watch this movie again. I will never watch the Snyder cut again. Exactly. <laughs> the thing about the Snyder cut in this movie is at least this move this movie was like literally the whole first half of it was going great. It's like going through a wonderful roller coaster and then they just completely stop putting tracks on there and you just fall the fuck to your death. See, I would watch this over that bullshit Justice League. Movie. <laughs> I, I just because I felt like there were there were things that I could gravitate towards, like Omar um Yeah. Omar um what's his last name? Hard- uh, Omari Hardwick. Hardwick. Yeah, him and the um white guy that in the movie, they had their chemistry was awesome. They were cool. Their chemistry like, was great. Yeah, like the awkward guy trying to be cool with the you know rugged tough guy. I thought that was cool. I thought Dave um, Bautista. I thought Dave shined in this movie because he showed, and what he's showing a lot of people is, I'm working out here, but no, I'm not like Rock and Cena. Like I'm a I'm an actor. Mm-hmm. I want to act. I'm an actor. And yeah. you know what? <laughs> Through seeing this movie with Omari Hardwick, shout out to Ghost. This is how I found out that my wife's type is light skinned men with muscles. Because at the point where she started going, leaning forward and going, hmm, (laughs) whatever Omari was on the screen. And when he picked up the chainsaw, she was, oh, hmm, okay. I know what you want. I need to just lighten up my skin a bit like like Sammy Sosa and get a six pack. Cool. Call me Ghost at night. I'm cool with that. It's okay. I feel like your skin complex is not far from Ghost. I felt a flight is that light. I don't know. So this is what we got coming up. I need to watch Spiral in front of Book of Saw. I'm going to watch that. That was a good movie. And we'll talk about that, hopefully. Uh, are y'all going to see The Hitman's Wife Bodyguard? Yes, I'm going to I'm going to watch uh, The Hitman's Bodyguard Part 1 either today or tomorrow because I think it's on HBO Max. And then I'm going to see The Hitman's Bodyguard or The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard in the theaters with Nisha. Uh, so next this movie's week. got Ryan Reynolds, Selma Hayek, Samuel L. Jackson, and Morgan Freeman. I'm absolutely also um, the movie. Also, this is Selma Hayek. I think had COVID or got COVID right before, right after this movie, and almost fucking died. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, that's, I didn't know that. So that comes out uh, June sixteenth. So hey, can y'all do me a favor? Yeah, yeah. Can both of y'all, whenever you get the time or, you know, free to watch a movie, really go rent Wrath of Man? Oh, I right. saw it already. You saw it? Down. Yeah, I saw it twice. I absolutely adore that movie. Yeah, I, I liked it. I, I liked it a lot more oh, the second God. It's time. It's a Guy Ritchie movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I'm trusting you, Jeff. No, trust me. Tr- well, yes, trust him, but I will co-sign. It's, 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 it's a really great movie. It's not Guy Ritchie like Snatcher, like uh, no, Train no. Spotting. Yeah, it's Guy Ritchie doing a Jason Statham movie. The last Guy Ritchie movie I, I saw was that shit ass King Arthur movie, and it oh was God, awful. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. I feel like this is a more adult 
Guy Ritchie was an adult Jason Statham in an adult setting. Like everything is like okay. this shit got stakes. Like, oh, yeah. Consequences mean stuff in here. There ain't no slapstick. Like <laughs> no, they play it straight. Yeah, all the dope. way through. I really enjoyed it. I dragged Nisha to see it. She enjoyed it too. And it's uncomfortable at times too. It, it, oh, yeah. It's uncomfortable. Oh, and and Michael Weston from um, Burn Notice is in it. I haven't seen him since Burn Notice, so that was nice. We're all gonna watch Fast Nine. I can't wait for that. <laughs> Cannot wait mm-hmm. for that craziness. And then next month we got Peter Rabbit two. We got Black Widow next month. Space Jam's next month. Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins is next month. Hold on. They're doing another Escape Room movie? Mm-hmm. Well, oh. you knew they were going to. The first one ended off like it was going to be a, a sequel. What movie? Escape Room. Escape Room. Oh, I never saw it. I heard people talk about it. I just never saw it. It wasn't good. It's, 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 it's a thing that happened. <laughs> I trust y'all. It had my That's man from Supergirl it. in it, though. It, it's a thing that happened. It had uh, the dude from fucking Insecure in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> yeah, had, Lawrence. Uh, yeah, Lawrence. Lawrence was in it. Did he survive? I don't remember. I think he died at the very end, and the girl's the only one who survived. Because oh. that's the way it happens in all these movies. Yeah, I don't need to watch it. Oh, I saw The Conjuring <laughs> today. Uh, who? I saw The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It Today, because it's on HBO Max. Oh, oh The Conjuring? Conjuring. Yeah, um, I never saw any of the other ones. I never saw Annabelle. I never saw The Nun. And I don't need to see them. That's the whole thing. That's how I felt about this movie. It was it was a movie. <laughs> I think that's I think that's the thing for most horror movies. The only horror movies I've realized, the only horror movies I like now are Bloomhouse movies. No, right? you like, you like uh, Happy Death Day. That's Bloomhouse. Bloomhouse. Oh, it was, was Bloomhouse? Okay. Bloomhouse made Bloomhouse made Happy Death Day, Happy Death Day to you, and Freaky, and uh, Fantasy Island, and all these movies that were just greatness. Yeah, they dropped the ball with Black Friday though. I was they like, did. Ugh. Yeah, that Black, Black Christmas. Christmas one. Yeah, Black Christmas. I was like, oh, this is just bad. Yeah, but I mean, four out of five is still Marvel. Movies. Oh yeah, yeah, Bloomhouse. They, yeah, <laughs> I'll trust them. And I didn't watch the Woman in the Window. And also, um, Ryan and the, and the Last Dragon is on Disney Plus now without the premium cost. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll get to that. That'll be down the road. All right. So, yeah, we got some stuff coming up. Make sure uh, you come back and check out us doing these movie reviews. Uh, Jeff, tell the people where they can find you and what you got coming up. Oh uh, yeah, you can find me at Jeff versus the World on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, also, you can follow me at the Real Jeff versus the World on Instagram. Uh, I do hood classics with my man Shahid. This week we got Ronan coming out, and we will be recording Best of the Best on Tuesday. Uh, that absolutely is going to be amazing. Um, and also, did you talk about Double or Nothing? No, I decided not to because. Okay. By, by like almost what 12 o'clock I was lit and I already knew <laughs> I already knew how that could go so I was like fuck that um, yeah but we'll get a wrestling episode out sooner or later here I'm waiting for the network to try to well Peacock to put more stuff up but I do have a wrestling side with the I'm Not Dave Wrestling Podcast uh, where me and my man Manny do uh, wrestling and we talk about all the good stuff, AEW, WWF, whatever we feel like talking about. We really don't have no time for that or anything like that. 
And also got something new coming out with you guys and the host of other podcasters. Bad meaning bad, or bad meaning good, uh, bad movie podcast where we will go down and talk about movies that are really bad, bad, or bad, good. Uh, that should be super interesting. Uh, I see that we got a lot of good movies so far. Uh, DC Cab just took me out. And Sunset Park, uh, Rashani, I can't wait for you to do that. Uh, God damn it. That is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> for all the wrong reasons, because it, it is not a good movie, but it's just one of those things I got to watch every time and so on. But yeah, it's, anyway. It's the belly cool. of basketball movies. Let's just put it like that. Yeah, um, and white woman saves the day. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, Hood Classes will be out this Tuesday, uh, Ronan. Uh, yeah, just check it out. Rashani, what you got? Shit. <laughs> so we still got um, Ratchet Book Club, which is uh, comes out damn near every day. Um, we read hood classics and good classics. The last book I just completed doing was Horson by Donald Going, which that book was rough. Um, what I do is I read like two to three chapters of a book and then I discuss it. So I'm a one person book club, um, with an audience who then will come on Twitter or whatever and talk to me about the book. It's pretty dope. Um, I've done books like, Old Thought Next Door. And on the other side of the spectrum, I've done The Phantom Tollbooth, and right now I'm reading Maniac McGee. Um, so I read whatever interests me at the time because I just love to read. Um, on hindsight, uh, we just... we When's this coming out? We just... It's coming out whenever, probably on Sunday. All right, so we just put out uh, From Dust Till Dawn. Um, it's a classic. We got Quentin Tarantino month popping off. Oh shit! Um, and then uh, for uh, the single serving show, we finished our confessions podcast where everybody made fun of me for uh, apparently shitting on myself um, instead of like just shitting behind a tree. I didn't know. I've never gone camping before. I didn't know that was a rule. Um. And so we the the single serving show is really dope. It's an experimental podcast that I've started with uh, Scar and Jay, uh, where we do a genre, a different genre of podcast every episode. So we've done the reunion show. We've done the instructional show. Where we taught people how to do something. We did the confession show. Uh, we did the choose your own adventure show. Where we read a choose your own adventure book and got drunk. Um. And we done one more episode. Oh, the debate episode uh, where we talked about if the 70s was the greatest uh, decade for for sampling music. Um, And the next episode will be something completely different. So that's really fun. And Brandon and I, along with Scar, uh, will be putting out the next episode of Return to Oswald on Tuesdays. Um, That show gets on my goddamn nerves sometimes. Uh, Talking with these two, gets on my nerves sometimes, but I wouldn't have it any other way, period. Hey, can I ask you a question? Who, me or Brandon yeah. or just somebody? Well, I think you would know this more than anybody. 
Okay, what's up? Why am I always tagging this podcast overlord when y'all do? I'm like, I wasn't on that episode, but thanks. Yeah, you know what? They are. I didn't even notice. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's um, not a big thing. I was just like, I don't want to be taking no credit to nothing. I won't involve it. <laughs> nah, nah. You know what? Two things. One, uh, I know that he he used to podcast overlord um, is a group that will tweet out your shows throughout the rest of the year or whatever. Um, but I think he thinks that you are a part of hindsight at this juncture. Oh, but okay. here's the thing that I wasn't, here's why I wasn't really worried about it. Because every time the show comes out, if somebody clicks on it, they're going to click on your name. I want you to get that free advertising. Oh, so, I, okay. I appreciate it. Hey. Here's something that I realized about these groups that I'm in now, as far as podcasting on Twitter. If I say your name enough times, or if you say my name enough times within your circle, folks will just by association just think, okay, this person, this person's podcast is cool. Because now all of a sudden there's other folks who are telling folks to listen to your shows. And now there's other folks who are going to spin off of that and listen to your shows. And it's a whole little snowball. Yeah. And that's how podcasts should be. That's how assistance should be like that's how a village should be so i'm cool with that i'm not gonna change a thing okay you're just gonna I, think that you were in there for belly because <laughs> <laughs> i was just thinking what i was like I, said, I didn't do anything oh my god i gotta talk tell him about this i no, thought okay. you were putting it up nah, I thought it was this is podcast overlord um does it for a small fee uh they literally do all of my shows okay um so yeah they're pretty dope so yeah Make sure y'all go check Jeff and Rashani out. Yeah, like I said, we'll be back for some more movie reviews. I appreciate Jeff and Rashani doing this with me. And I can't hey, wait hey, Brandon, one question before you say okay, thanks, peace. What? When are we doing the Mitchells versus the Machines? What the fuck is that? It's it's on <laughs> Netflix. It's made by the folks who made uh, <laughs> Spider Man, um, the Black Spider Man movie. I just went blank on it, Spider-Man. but it's and it's. Yes, Into the Spider-Verse. And The Mitchell versus the Machines is literally a dope-ass movie. And it's free. All right, that'll get on the list, too. Don't sound so indignant about it. It's got to go behind MODOK, though. I'm finishing MODOK right now. MODOK is dope, too. So that's on my animated list. It's okay. So it's we got way better list. than Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's not. What? See, he said what? Like, he can't believe you said it's not. No, no, no I can't believe that you said that. <laughs> You're the only person because I found that Rashani's racist towards these white men. That's why you don't like her. Nah, you know out. what? Honestly, though, he goes out of his way to say racist shit on that show. Larry don't know what he's saying. He just Y'all talks. keep giving him a pass. Yeah. He just talks. That's the whole That's thing. That's the whole point of well, the why, show. Well, Brandon, why aren't you giving me a pass? I just talk. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Ah. Larry is making a point. That's what, like, in the Trump season, he was making a point of being that person. Yep. To make fun of the... He, the Trump people thought he was supporting him. Yeah. yeah. And, and Larry's like, no, I am making fun of you and your, and your supporters. Then he had to go one to talk shows and say yeah, that. And I, like, that no, I, like, it, I am making fun of you. I am pointing out how ridiculous and terrible y'all are <laughs> by acting this way. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm never going to let you slander that show. I'm going to keep trying. You'll never be able to slander it. It's the goat. The hood love Larry. Hood loves Larry. 
So, yeah, we'll be back for some more movies. Thank you all all for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Peace.